How good was it to have football back? Oh, just absolutely fantastic. And the fact that the weather up here on Sunday was horrible. It forced you to sit inside and watch football. It could have been 100 degrees and I was sitting inside watching football. Correct. I mean, let's be real. It probably could have been like perfectly sunny. Yep. That's what we would have done. So, hey, welcome back week two, season two of LR Weekly. And we have a full show. We have the return of our guest picker. We have some storylines that we just have to get to. We also have Josh's bad beat in our fantasy focus. So make sure stay tuned for that. But uh, let's just jump right in. Not to get tied up, but um, ah. Ah. we had our first tie of the year. And, and I know this is a very sore subject for you because you hate the tie. I think it's the dumbest rule in the in NFL. And the, Crystal, my wife, is a Colts fan, so we we kind of laughed about it. But um, we both agree when college football can go to like seven OTs and force you to go to for twos. Why do professional football players play fifteen minutes and then they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna call it a die and go home." Like to me. It's so ridiculous. You know, these guys get paid millions of dollars. I think we can come up with a better way of ending a football game than a tie. And I just hate how you watch that game, how the Colts and the and you you watch the Texans and it's like, do the Texans go for it here on their own like 49-yard line, try to get themselves in position for a game-winning field goal, and they punt it. Questionable fourth down calls was a theme, which we will get to. Right. Um, But to me, I think the NFL has to come up with something new. You know, we came up with... uh, We got finally got rid of the OT rule of you can kick a field goal and win on the first possession, which I liked. But now it's time to get rid of the tie. Nobody wants to watch a tie. You watch a game for two and a half hours and your team ties? That's awful. It's terrible. I sent um, a like celebratory Monday, like victory Monday week one post. And one of our uh, neighbors, his name's Derek, he sent me one back. And it says, feeling awful, 0-0-1, oh, oh, because he's a Colts fan. <laughs> and it's like, tired Monday, 0-0-1. Oh, oh, I love uh <laughs> Wyatt's World on uh, Twitter, he does the NFL therapy every week. Yeah. And they brought the NFC South, and they go, none of you have a win, and two of you played each other. Right. This can factor into that division race. Yep, absolutely. I mean, and you look, and, and the thing that gets me about this NFL overtime rule is it seems that there's such an easy fix. Okay, let's give each team, you know, play it out normal for the first two possessions. After each team has gotten a possession, if you don't score, then 25-yard lines, 50-yard lines, something. And at that point, you just alternate. Like something that gets us away from – because, I mean, I remember growing up, like you, you hardly ever had ties right. in the NFL. And now they're seemingly becoming more and more common. And I would say, in this instance, a tie is better than a loss, though. 100%. And you would almost say, you know what, I'd rather just tie, especially in a divisional game. Because if you risk it 
and you don't get it in the tick the Houston's uh, case there. Colts probably go down and kick a field goal and win the game. And well, and you got to look. I mean, if you're Indianapolis, you're down twenty to three in the third quarter. Right. I mean, this this I don't want to say it feels like a win, but you erase a seventeen point deficit, and like you said, it is definitely better than a loss. But if you take a look, I mean, you Matt Ryan. 32 for 50, 352 yards, a tutty and a pick. Jonathan Taylor, 31 rushes, 161 yards. I mean, that's what we expected from the Colts. The problem was just no one seemingly could finish a drive in this game. Right. Especially, so after the Colts tie it up, punt, punt, end of half, punt, miss field goal, punt. Right. And so I think the Colts are going to be fine. I think this is just, you know, it's week one. Oh, the, the overreactions are, and we, we knew, we know that overreactions are going to happen. I mean, it's part of the NFL world that we live in. Um, and another part of the NFL world we live in is it's seemingly another year and another year of disappointment for America's team. Yeah. Well, really quick before we move on to America's team. So here, can I just give my... How to fix overtime. Can I give you that? So are we like solving world hunger here? Yes. Essentially as well? All right. you, so you play overtime how it normally is right now. 15 minutes, you play the overtime period. If that period ends in a tie, then you put the ball at the 45-yard line, and the next one to score wins. And it's alternate. It's like, okay... And I like how college does it. So, like, if you have the ball, then I get the ball. But then if I get it second, I got to start with it first the next time. Um, so, that's just, my... They, they got to come up with yeah, something. Yeah, it's got to be fixed. But, yes, moving on. America's team was the only team this weekend that did not score a touchdown. And, how about that? And You look at the talent that's up and down that lineup. And, and all right, I get that going down is a game changer, but that lineup's got to give you more than three yards of play. Yeah, and so I like America's dysfunctional team. It's it's very apt, it, and it's very now Dak's out. They say could be only four games though, which I don't see I it mean, happening. That's fine, but the problem is you got Cooper Rush as your backup. Okay. And and now timeout. Here here's the other thing. Here's the other thing real quick. This could also be we said that if you're going to take like your top 3 teams in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl, pretty much everyone's going to put Tampa Bay in that category. So it, it is a tough test to open this season. However, how is Ezekiel Elliott only getting 10 touches. You want to know how? Mike McCarthy. That's how. How many times do we have to see it over and over and over again that Mike McCarthy just wastes talent? That's all he does. Yeah, and I I just think <clears throat> if I'm the Cowboys and I don't make a move for a backup quarterback. Now, I'm not saying Cooper Rush isn't good. But he is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. There are good quality backup quarterbacks in the NFL that could start for the Cowboys. Do you unload 
and do anything you can to try to get Jimmy G. I don't think San Francisco's coming off Jimmy G, especially after week one, what they saw out of Trey Lance. Then you look down the line. After the way that Geno Smith played in Seattle, would Seattle be okay with giving up Drew Locke? Seattle, in the situation that they're in, if they could get draft picks for Drew Locke, they might do that. And for a straight-up trade with Cooper Rush, you get yourself Drew Locke, who could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Now, is he going to be successful? Probably not. Here is the issue with Dallas. This isn't the first time this has happened. Dak continually has health issues. He constantly gets hurt. So, for Dallas not to have a reliable backup is absolutely insane to me. It's insane. They have to make a move and go get a quarterback. Because, I hate to tell you, Dallas, Cooper Rush ain't it. He's not going to get the job done. You need to make a move for a quarterback yesterday. Well, and and the thing is, is, I mean, you can't... I mean, you look at their defense, gave up 152 yards on the ground... Gave up 212 yards in the air. I mean, I, that, that's a defense that has to have an offense that can score. Right. You're not looking at the Cowboys as a team who, oh, well, if we score, you know, 14 points a game, we'll be able to beat teams 14-10. Right. I, this is a team that you're going to have to score in the 20s, maybe even into the 30s. And on that other hand, you, you look at that division that they're playing in, it's not that division where you can finish nine and eight, maybe ten and seven, and win that division anymore. Right. I there, it's a step up now in the NFC East, and the question is going to come out: Is hey, do they have the depth? Do they have the draft picks to be able to entice a team like Seattle? I that's the one that's really a wild card for me. Like the way Gito Smith played. If you're Seattle and can get something for Drew Locke, and I know you got Drew Locke from Denver and the trade was for Russell Wilson, but really, to me, if you could get something for that guy and you're comfortable with Geno Smith, then that's what you need to do. It just makes your team better. You know, and what's interesting is why not bring Andy Dalton back? Yeah. Go yeah, look in New Orleans. Yep. I mean, because I think New Orleans, New Orleans has to be pretty happy with what their offense did. I mean, granted, you're not happy with the result, but you know, New Orleans they they put up a significant amount of points. Their offense not struggling now. Your defense struggled with Atlanta. That's not ideal. But you won the game. You so. you win. You're not thrilled. But again, if da- Dallas is coming by and saying, "Hey," Draft picks, do you consider moving Andy Dalton from New Orleans? There's lots of options out there, even if it's only four weeks. Yeah, to me, the one that makes the most sense... Is Geno. Well, it would be... Will be to move Drew Locke Locke behind Geno. Or, the more that you talk about it, the Andy Dalton return to Dallas makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. He knows the guys in the locker room. It's not like getting a new guy in here. I feel like that makes a whole lot of sense. But again, Jerry's going to Jerry. Yep. And we all know whatever Jerry decides is going to be wrong. The boys are going to do. Yep. 
Baker, 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 Baker. He talked so much about how he's going to go in and beat the... You know what. Out of the Browns. Yep. I, I kind of love this. Like, is it wrong for me to love the fact that Baker kind of got smacked down? Is it wrong for me to love that, that, you know, Baker's first home game in Carolina and his old club comes in and just smacks him in the face? Is it wrong for me to like that? No, not at all. And I... I liked Baker in Carolina. I I thought that's a good. I thought it was a good fit, um, but for them to lose the way that they did. Now I think this might honestly. I'm never one to really like this, but oh well. We didn't lose. We just ran out of time. Like that might actually be applicable. With this, I mean, you have a 17 to 6 fourth quarter for Carolina. And you look, I mean, Baker goes 16 to 27, 235, was sacked four times. So he's not getting protected. Obviously, Jacoby Brissett didn't play great. Yeah. You know, he only threw for 147 yards. But the difference was they, like, the Carolina rushing game, uh, that's a big worry. Right. McCaffrey only having 33 yards. On 10 care like Christian McCaffrey only averaging three yards a carry, that is a huge red flag, especially against the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Cleveland Browns defense, it, it's not bad. However, Christian McCaffrey should be getting more than three yards a carry. Yeah. The especially for fantasy owners. It is that you? Well, I own him in one of my one That's of my leagues. That's unfortunate yeah, for you. It is. Um, you know who else this last week was unfortunate for Christian? Are you talking to my Christian McCaffrey or me? To you. Oh, okay. No, I, I see. <laughs> you're a funny yeah. boy. You know who else this last week was very unfortunate for? NFL kickers. My goodness. Hey, everyone. There's, there's a, a guy, guy named Sam Ficken. Call Give him. Give him a call. Uh, shameless plug for the hometown boy. Um, my goodness. I mean, and obviously, everyone's going to immediately go to the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game Good. when talking about this. Just in overtime. Um, here, here's one thing. It, there's funny. There's a kid at school. He's our uh, holder for our uh, place kicks. By the way, Boone Grove Wolves, did, they missed one extra point the whole night. A small 2A football team can make field goals. But uh, our holder, he and I have a saying, because everyone's like, oh, kickers are people too. Hey, holders are people too. And you saw it in that Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game. Because which way do the laces go, Christian? Out. And the laces weren't out. It's it's unbelievable to me that, and I understand people, well, you can't put the whole thing on a kicker. The kicker's got one one job. And he didn't do it. Right. They didn't do it. Right. Believe there was a stat: ten missed field goals in the fourth quarter overtime this week in the NFL. Yeah, and I mean, it lost a guy a job. Rodrigo Blankenship in Indianapolis is out of a job as of today, or yesterday. He has been let go by the Indianapolis Colts, and to me, it, it's just a revolving door in that position. If you're not going to kick field goals, and you're not going to make field goals, 
they're just going to replace you. They're going to go out and find somebody else. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you look at the number of colleges that have kickers. Right. I mean, every college football team has a kicker. Yeah, they have what they like to call Call it. Call a kicker. This isn't, you know, I, I firmly believe that there are only a certain number of people who can be an NFL quarterback. Right. And you can't just pull a quarterback from any D. De- you can pull a kicker. And be fine. And be fine. Right. You just got to find the right guy. You got to find the guy who has that mentality to make field. It's kind of like a closer in baseball. There are lots of bullpen guys. But there's a difference between a bullpen guy and a closer. Kickers got to be closers. They got to have that mental fortitude. But, I, you know, like you said, yeah. You just, okay, you're not going to work. We're just going to revolve the door. Because special teams... Make special teams. Yep. And, you know, you look at a lot. Cincinnati, first of all, they looked horrendous the whole game. But you got to make kicks. Right. You got to make PATs. Extra points. Yeah, extra I mean, points. You, you make a PAT, you win the football game. Yep. And so, like, you, and you have to start to ask yourself, like, is this going to be a thing? Right. Or hopefully... Because here, it's not fun to watch bad football, right? But and that's you. You look at these situations. Um, again, my principal's family, huge Steeler fans, was texting them as this was going on, and my boss goes, "This was fun until like the last five minutes of the fourth quarter in overtime." And then he goes, "Then it was just bad football, right?" Like there, there's a difference between a good game and a good bad game. Right, and I think that you know when you start missing kicks, and a lot of these weren't even close. It's yeah. not like you know a double doink here or sorry. Ouch, that hurt. It's rivalry week. It is in fact rivalry and, week. I, you know we have to bring up that stuff. Um, but not a good weekend to be a kicker. Kicker are people too. Support your local kicker. Unless they don't make kicks, then cut them and, and find then someone you fire else. Them. Cindy's Titans. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, they're Mark's, t- Mark's Titans, too, though. Yeah. But I like saying Cindy's Titans. Yeah, I know. Uh, th- this was probably the shocker of the week to me. Yeah, I, I would I, agree. I, I mean, because the New York football giants were down 13 to nothing. And came back and won 21-20. They made Derrick Henry. That That's probably my biggest takeaway. Um, I am legitimately worried about Derrick Henry. They threw him around in that second half. Yeah. Only 21 carries and 82 yards for Derrick Henry. Um, I, 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 we said we don't. They gave up. I, which, can I call you out on one more thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we're gonna get to your biggest blunder. But do you remember on our first show what you said about Saquon Barkley? You you told fantasy owners stay away from him. And then the man goes for 164 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and <laughs> if and I think the biggest thing about this is is the new head coach Brian DeBull. It's like his offense is catered to Saquon Barkley. 
Which it's, funny when you have one of the best running backs in the league. You probably should do that. Shocker. And his call to go for two there to win the game. I love it. Yeah, and to me, it's it, it shows you that he's like, I don't care. We're going for it. I have confidence in my offense, and we're going to go for it. And we're going to get to the Bears in a second. But how much of a culture shift you saw on the Giants' sideline? Oh, absolutely. I went and saw the Giants week 16 last year. Yeah, in Chicago. In Chicago. Good. That the sideline had no light. There was nothing there. Yep. You turn around week one, those dudes are fired. I it was yeah. good to see the Giants, you know, kind of get that way. But the Titans, man, like they if I'm a Titans fan, granted, it's week one. Yep. They could turn around, have a great week two. But if I'm the Titans right now, you got a whole lot to figure out and you gotta do it in an absolute hurry. Granted, your technique. When it comes to like <coughs> wins and losses for the division, well, nobody's won in your division, right? Exactly. So it doesn't kill you, but it's something that uh, yeah, you but, might need to look at. Yeah, but unfortunately for Tennessee, you turn around and now you have to go to Buffalo. So you're probably gonna start off zero two. Yeah. Let's just be real, because no one circles, circles the wagon. Way. Like the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to give you the mic to repent of your sins and slandering Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, world. <laughs> I think I honestly think he heard our podcast. I'm just I I'm going to sit here and say Patrick Mahomes was sitting at home one night and his brother was trying to call him and he's like, I don't want to talk to you ever. Because you're a nut. So I'm going to find anything I can to say that I'm doing. And he listened to LR Weekly. (laughs) And then he heard this guy by the name of Christian Lemke say that Mahomes is going to have the worst season of his career. And then he literally goes out and has a career day on the road in the desert. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It don't matter. 30 of 39, 360 yards and five tutties. I mean, buddy, like. That's that's good. That's pretty good. (laughs) I mean, that's about as close to a perfect. Passer uh, rating as you could get. I mean. Yeah. Nine incompletions, 360 yards, five touchdowns. He also ran. Well, he only ran for five yards. But he's still getting outside the pocket. He just makes play. Yep. And And I think the uh, whole. uh, Oh, they're going to be so lost without Tyreek Hill. Crowd was uh, greatly shut up. I mean, you have five guys with over 30 yards receiving. You have Juju, who's coming in first game. Six receptions, 79 yards. I mean, the demise of the Kansas City Chiefs was greatly over-exaggerated. That's not an easy place to win a football game. Nope. And the other aspect, man, holding that Cardinals offense to all, to under 300 yards at home is a huge, huge. That rush defense looked fierce yeah. for Kansas City. Yeah, the most they gave up on the on the ground was 29 yards to Kyler. And so, like, you look at that, all of a sudden now the Chiefs are like, hey. Don't forget about us because I think everyone, me included, was so quick to say, okay, you know, like, okay, the Chiefs are still there, but, you know, we start looking at all these other teams in their division. 
We start talking about how the Bills are probably the best team in the AFC. And the Chiefs pull a Lee Corso and go, not so fast. And I it it was fun. I had red zone on, and it seemed just like that whole time it was nothing but Chiefs. Patty Mahomes, Patty Chiefs. Mahomes, yep. Patty Mahomes. Yep. No Which doubt. by the way, when Scott Hansen comes on and says seven hours of commercial free football, it's just absolutely one of the best things yeah. in the entire world. Moving to our fantasy focus. I I have a new definition of utter frustration, Christian. I have Javante Williams, <laughs> running back, Denver Broncos. Uh-huh. Broncos Nation. Let's ride. ride. Or fumble on the goal line. Third quarter. I So to start Monday night, I'm down 70. Like, this is over. Right. Then all of a sudden, here comes Jerry Judy. Here comes Russell Wilson. And here comes Javante Williams. Third quarter, they get the ball down on the three-yard line. Call a handoff to Javante Williams. And you can see on the play. All, there's there it's six wide open walks and I don't even know how that ball got fumbled gets fumbled into the end zone a touchdown's worth six points in fantasy I lost by three mm. well that that is my definition okay so we, of my bad beat yeah well so my bad beat doesn't <laughs> It doesn't come from um, our league. I'm going different league. Is okay. this okay? Yeah, absolutely. It involves my wife. Okay. And I and you we had to, have not even talked about this. So okay. I'm, and I'm going to show you the score of her week one game. There's only one other way. To get closer than that. For those of you, 97.08, 97.06. Crystal had Denver's kicker. He hit a field goal at the end, and she was up two. And then he missed that field goal. And then she it was minus one, so she was still up by .02. And that's how the game ended. And Crystal beat my buddy Jason, which both of these guys have. It was an awful week for both of them. But yeah, Crystal wins by .02. For those of you keeping track at home, there's only one way other than that to lose closer. And that is rough. Uh, I do want to call out uh, probably our fantasy performance of the week uh, in the LR Weekly League. Probably he's got to go to that boy Peyton. Yeah. Peyton puts up 164 points on the week. Uh, however, and this moves us a little bit into a rivalry roundtable. He had Justin Jefferson. So, I mean, like, that that right there, 42.4 points. But uh, he more than doubled Charles. Charles, boy. Uh, yeah, that's to a- quote the old Monday Night Countdown, you got jacked up. Hey, Crystal doubled up Jason. Jason. Yeah. Uh, 
Boy, uh, yeah, those maybe a little some... less time on the hoagie sandwich there, Jason. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, overall, pretty competitive first week um, in the LR Fantasy League. Yeah, hey, I, I won, so I'm happy. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Javante, hold on to the ball for the love. Um, <laughs> all right, it's rivalry week. Uh, folks, listen. As a Packer fan, many people find it hard to believe that, like, I don't really care about the Bears when they're not playing the Packers. I mean, I went to a Bears game last year. I, I'm not going to say I rooted for the Bears, but, like, I, you know, they scored a touchdown. I clapped. Like, what I, I wanted to see my cousin happy. Um, before I let you talk about your team, mm-hmm. I don't want to get ahead of myself because I think the weather had a lot to do with how that – game came out but the culture shift from Matt Nagy to Matt Everflus has been unbelievable yeah from a not so neutral bystander watching how just how the bears interacted with each other Watching how the coaching staff interacted with the players. Because it's little things like that that when you're talking. And again, we, we touched on it a little bit with the Giants. When you're looking at a team that's trying to change culture. Everything away from the result matters as well. The result matters. And it's a huge win. But I think that everything outside of that result. And how you saw Justin Fields carrying himself. How you saw them celebrating each other. Into the game. That that culture there. Yeah. Tells you it's going in the right way. Now, as great as that win was for the Bears, there's going to be losses that are just as painstakingly puzzling. Like, those are going to come this year because it's still a young team trying to find its identity. But it's a young team that has itself centered with a coaching staff that seemingly has got the players to buy in. Right. And as someone, like, I've sat here and I've told you over and over again, I hope that the Bears can get good again. And I know you don't believe me. I know that. But as a, again, not so neutral bystander, it was very, very nice to see an upbeat, positive Bears team because even when, you know, they won games last year, you didn't see a culture like that right. on that sideline. And it was very, very good to see. Yeah. Okay. So, one of my biggest pet peeves about this game is everybody's throwing around the weather. <laughs> Listen, both teams had to play in the elements. Yes, the 49ers, when they had the ball, it was a monsoon at the end of the game. However... If we look back on this game, the 49ers had multiple opportunities to end this game. Step on the neck, per se. Call it a game. The Bears were down 10-0 at half. They looked dead. I thought, no chance Bears come back and win this game. Their offense is all they can do is run. It's so... It's so difficult to throw the football. Justin Fields wearing gloves on both hands, which is so uncommon for a quarterback, unless you're Peyton Manning. He almost at some points looked like a Madden creative player. Yeah, it did. No doubt. 
And then all of a sudden, to me, one of the biggest parts of this game was the 49ers and their penalties. So many dumb penalties that gave Bears first downs in situations where they were punting. Um, By the way, the 15-yard penalty on cleaning or... The towel. That's so dumb. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, do better, NFL. But anyway, um, both teams had to play in the elements, Josh. I don't care what anyone says. The Bears had to play in them. The 49ers had to play in them. The 49ers had plenty of opportunities to end this football game and and put the Bears on ice. They didn't do it. The Bears' defense made plays. Eddie Jackson... Making that interception, it's nice to see the old Eddie Jackson. Bears, sticking to the run game is so refreshing because it used to be, over oh, down 10, Matt Nagy used to say, we're going to throw the ball 500 times. No, we're going to keep grounding. We're going to keep pounding. Khalil Herbert had a great game on the ground. Montgomery had a good game receiving and running in the elements. To me... Justin Fields made one bad throw, interception. He didn't see the uh, the middle linebacker acted as if he was going to blitz and then drop back into coverage. Uh, he he, just, he misread it. He I misread mean, it, and, and happens. it happens. And to me, Justin Fields went out and made plays. That 51-yard reception to Pettis was Justin Fields off script. I'm getting outside the pocket, and he was able to keep his eyes downfield. And hold the safety in the middle of the field to the left side of the field. He threw back over the middle of the field, which you're not supposed to do. To me, huge win for the Bears. Awesome win. Comeback win. I don't care what anyone says. 49ers are a good football team. Yeah, and I think the thing, you know, we talked about, if we're going to look on the other side for the 49ers, man, like Trey Lance now. Hey, the Bears took Justin Fields after the 49ers took Trey Lance. This could almost be a situation that the 49ers look at like how the Bears did with taking Trubisky over Mahomes. Uh, We're not going to go that far yet. I know. I'm I'm just saying. Here's what I'm saying. Trey Lance, and we said it last week, the second that he doesn't perform, He's going to be looking over his shoulder. I, you know, and even in these elements, I, it's just, first of all, it was a fun game to watch. I mean, you, you're watching that and you're like, <laughs> where's the ball? Right. And there were a couple points where you had no clue. No clue. Um, but I, I think this is a great win for the Bears to build them. Yep. I mean, it's a building block. Um, and one that I think, again, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves with this. Um, but I think it's a great first step for the Bears. Again, overreactions abound in week one. And one thing that I am not willing to do is to overreact to any of this. Yeah, are there some things teams like the Titans, if they become a trend, need to worry about? Absolutely. But I also don't think it's nearly time to hit the panic button. But all things considered, that's probably the best Bears win in... At least two years. Yeah. I mean, since like, the 2018 team. I mean, and looking objectively, 
that's what you need. Like that's right. all, all you said was we want to be competitive. Well, you did one better right. in week one. So I think really positive vibes uh, on the lakefront Sunday. Yep. Not great vibes in Green Bay. Not great. Um, <laughs> yeah, them school clapping hot <laughs> bee shit in Minnesotans, man. I, I, I don't care what anyone says. When I saw that happening during that game, it that's one of the coolest, like, chants or anything oh, it, in football. It is. Like, it is. It's, it's really is cool. And that stadium's fantastic. Well, it's probably one of the best stadiums in the NFL. And to he, me... Here's the thing. Can I go first? Since you went first on the Bears, let me go Absolutely. first. What I saw in the Packers' loss was, one, Rodgers just does not trust his receivers at all. And I think it was a compl- it would would have been a completely different game if the first ball's caught. If Watson catches that ball. Yeah. Yep. I think it's a, a touchdown, and I think now Rodgers has all the confidence in the world in that kid. And then if you notice, the rest of the game, he got one look. Wait, maybe two or three targets after that. And the from my perspective, how Rodgers was on the sideline, you know what it reminded me of? Week one, last year, in Jacksonville, against the Saints, when we all said... Oh, look at Rodgers. He's over there complaining. He should have retired. Da, 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 da. Okay. Well, as much as I want to sit here and tell you the Packers are done and Rodgers is done and this is done, he's not. Anyone with a brain knows he's not done. Anyone with a brain knows that where do the Bears have to go on Sunday? Not back to Soldier Field. They got to go to Lambeau on Sunday night. And. I've been in Lambeau on Sunday night quite often. One of them being the the game where Rodgers throws six touchdown passes in the first half. Rodgers is a different quarterback at home until he gets to the playoffs. But he's a different quarterback at home in the regular season than he is on the road. Okay, Minnesota is a much improved football team. That head coach, that young head coach in Minnesota... I am telling you, Josh, that is a football team you need to be afraid of if it comes up on the schedule. The The Eagles-Vikings game Monday night this week is going to be fantastic. That is going to be a great football game. I want to know what the over is on that game because I would bet it. Because those offenses and give up some points, man. and it, or They put, can put up some points. Now, Minnesota's defense. I feel like... The Packers had their opportunity to score and just could never, like the fourth and inches that you don't get, that's a huge momentum shift. The drop pass at the beginning of the game, I just felt like the Packers really never got in rhythm offensively. Um, I think the Packers defense is okay, beside the fact that whoever thought it'd be okay to put one-on-one coverage on Justin Jefferson is a moron. Like, and then keep it the rest of the game, like, not shadow him whatsoever. It's like, do you, do you guys understand he's, like, got 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns? You might want to guard him. I don't get it. Um, I just, if I was a Packers fan, I am, I'm not pushing the panic button. I'm not worried. However, I'm a little 
defensively, I thought the Packers were going to have one of the best defenses in the NFL. And I just didn't see that on Sunday when it came to their secondary locking down a top-tier NFL wide receiver. Okay, here's the thing about that Packers defense. They gave up two touchdowns the whole game. And you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. So here, like, if you look at this game objectively, okay? So Packers defense, yeah, okay? Justin Jefferson absolutely torched him. Here's the fact of the matter. Justin Jefferson is going to torch just about everyone. Yeah. He's like, like I, that's just I feel who like him and is. it's like him and Cooper Cup this year, Correct. really. So like that that's just who Justin Jefferson is. Now, Jair Alexander looked like a third rate MVC quality corner. He looked like he had no clue how to cover a guy. Correct. But let's go to this. The Packers outscored, like beat the Vikings in the second half. You look at this. The the main concern for me is not trusting those wide receivers. Yes. AJ Dillon had the most targets of anyone for the Packers. Like that that just can't happen. Like even if they drop the ball, you have to keep going to your wide receivers. Because then what eventually happened, specifically you're talking that fourth and one on the goal line. Well, he doesn't trust any of them. We're just going to put single coverage outside. We're going to cram everyone in the box. Right. And then you key on the run. So that, like, you have to keep throwing to them. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. The Packers are were still down Alan Lazard. Like, that's a big loss for them. Yeah. He's supposed to be the number one. Right. Because you lose MVS. You lose Devontae. Well, Allen was the next progression there, and he wasn't there. Again, am I worried? Not really. I mean, and, and here's the thing. Even if, you know, this is sort of the end of the road for the pack. Like, you last year with this, you're like, okay, it's week one, Rodgers. He's still going to be able to throw to Tay. You know, he's still... You don't really have that this year. However, I feel much better only giving up 23 to the Vikings at home than I did giving up 30-plus to the Saints on the road. Yeah. On a neutral field. Like, that's the thing. Like, you look at this scoreline, and it looks big. It looks gaudy. But you think the Packers punch in that fourth and goal. Right. It's a 23-14 game. Which then all of a sudden, I, you're looking at a missed field goal here. You, you play the game differently. Yep. So, honestly, the biggest thing is, yeah, hey, we went up against Justin Jefferson. He had a game. We weren't ready. Miscommunications. And how much of it is that crowd noise, too, with the wide receivers? Yeah. I, that, that place is loud. So, again, like lots of – but, again, we talked about this. As soon as it happened – Bleacher Report, ESPN, CBS, all of these sports apps that I have on my phone. Packers offense struggles without Adams in Green Bay season. I'm like... Yeah, well, and you even saw during the broadcast, Fox <sighs> continually putting up Devontae's stats Correct. up against the Packers' whole wide receiver stats. And they want that storyline. And I get it. I understand. But hey, guys, guess what? Derek Carr and Devontae Adams didn't look like world beaters. Out in L.A. I mean, okay, he had 141 yards. They lost. 
Yeah, but he had he's he's still Devonte Adams. Correct. At the, at the end of the day, and I get that. But my question is, does putting Devonte Adams on that Packers team win them the game on Sunday? I don't think so, because you still could not cover Justin Jefferson. I think though, if you have Devonte Adams on your receiving court, it opens things up for other people and it makes things easier. But I feel like the Vikings could just set back in his own defense and be like, go ahead and throw to these guys because I don't really think they can catch it. And I don't really think they can catch it with someone coming at them. And I I don't know. I think the Packers are going to struggle without that true number one receiver. I don't, I don't know if Alan Lazard's that guy. But you know what? He might ball out on Sunday night. I mean... If he comes back. I don't know. Is he practicing or what? He practiced today. I think, though, you look at taking those rookie wide receivers and asking them to go play in a fierce rivalry game. And let listen, Aaron's not completely off the hook here. He hadn't played an actual snap of meaningful football since the NFC Divisional game. He did not play a single snap in the preseason. Right. So... Yeah, these guys had never been thrown to in a game situation before. So yeah, guess what? They're gonna struggle. And people at school are like, oh, the Packers look so bad. I'm like, I really don't think that they did. Yeah, the offense struggled. We knew that was going to happen. I said it on this podcast. The Packers were not going to win, that the offense was going to struggle. The Packers did not win, the offense struggled. And while Justin Jefferson had whatever, at the end of the day, defense only gives up two touchdowns on the road, get the offense right, which they will, this Packer team is going to be fine. Yeah, and I honestly, though, I'm wondering, um, I just, I get a kick out of Rodgers' antics on the sideline, just how much of a jerk he is. I just, I, I just think he's a jerk on the side. I just don't see him as a good teammate at all. I just and I never but, have and but I never will. Here's my question. Does it work? Does him having that reaction light a fire under some of these guys? Uh it didn't on Sunday. It didn't on Sunday, but guess what? It might it did last year. Yeah, but when he can go into the room and say, Hey, we're not good enough. When you if he goes into that room and says, Hey, we are not good enough. We have to get better. Then, then let's roll. It's like I he had the 29th worst QBR. That's terrible. He's tied for 24th in yards. I again, am I personally worried about the Green Bay Packer offense? No, I'm not. Could it become a problem? Possibly, but I also think you have to take everything else as a whole. When you look at this game. And when you take rookies and you put them in tough environments with a teammate they've never played before. And there's a ton of pressure when the other offense goes out and puts up 17 in the first half. Yeah, I, That's a lot of pressure to put on them. Come back home. Relax. And it's very possible. Daddy comes calling Sunday night. That's very, very possible to happen. Now, I don't necessarily think we're looking at one of those like 42-0 at halftime games. 
But it has to be in the back of your head that daddy could come calling Sunday night. And he come it's gotta be in the back of your head. I to me, it's the Bears are in a win win situation. They really are. Well, I because here's the You thing. were supposed to lose this game. That's Correct. fine. Guess what? Everybody said, and I talked to one of my buddies, Joe, on the way here, and I and he had told me previously if the Bears finish their first two games one and one, fans should be thrilled that they are in a position like that. Guess what? We're guaranteed that now. Yeah. We're guaranteed one and one. And Either now way. we're going and playing in Lambeau Field with house money. And has ten point underdog. Like, yeah, that's that's insane. that's fine. We were seventy seven seven and a half point no, dogs. No, but what I'm saying is, you have an offense who didn't even put up seven points, and you're saying that they're ten point favorites. I don't, I don't know. Vegas might be a little overreacting to that one, but it is rivalry week. It's a fun time. Again. The only one who can lose in this situation is me. Yep, 100%. Because, but I also don't think this is the, that the talent is as drastically stacked in the Packers' favor as it has been in years past. Yeah, I think the Bears have just as many weapons on offense I, as the and Packers And I think do. that, okay, the, for so long now, for the better part of the last three decades, the talent has been... Just completely in the Packers' favor. I would say the closest was when the Bears had Cutler Forte, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Martellus Bennett. Was that, probably that's been the closest it's been. Right. But re- like, especially the last 10 years, it hasn't even been a conversation. Right. But I think now what you're looking at, and it happens. I mean, it, all my Packer fan friends are like, well, I can't believe we're struggling like this. And I'm like, guys... We've been good for 20 years. Like legitimately been good for 20 years. It's okay if we have to take a step back. I'm thinking that you're starting to see the step back. Because even if, okay, you want to blame wide receiver, Aaron Rodgers is old. Like he's not going to be good forever. This is that natural progression. Right. That is inevitably going to happen. I think we're going to see a fun, even game. We're going to save our picks, uh, ultimately, for our picks don't lie. Um, But I would like to propose a bet. Oh, jeez. I would like to propose a bet. Okay. Live on LR Weekly. Okay. If... The Chicago Bears win this football game. Okay. I will record myself singing Bear Down Chicago Bears and we'll put it on Twitter. Okay. We'll tag you in it. Okay. If the Green Bay Packers win this football game. Oh, do not make me say go pack go. With a cheese head on your head. What what do you get to wear on your head? Do you have something for me to put? Do you have like a a bears mm, no. growly thing or mm-hmm. I I I mean I I will sing I'll, bear down. I'll bring my bears flag and make you like Deal. drape it yes, over. Yes, I'll you drape on. it over or like yeah. hold it up while singing that. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's that's tough. 
And and again, this is a situation where it's a it's a but it, it's for the good of the pod. It's for the good of the pod. So it's a little a friendly wager. Yeah, that's fine. No money's going to exchange hands. Yeah, no. All right. That's here. We'll Well There we go. Shook on and agree. You heard it here first. The first live wager for rivalry week. And the fun thing is, like, how do I put this? Like, the Packers have had our run. And I told you back last season that that loss to the Niners and the NFC Divisional Round, like, it really was a gut punch to my Packer fandom. Because last year was one of those years where I'm like, this is it. Like, we're going. And I, I like just being let down for the third straight year. It, it, it was a gut punch. Yeah, especially when um, Robbie Gold sent you. I don't really even care. About <laughs> that. But so now I'm just like, okay, if our time is over, our time is over. And I will legitimately be happy for you because I don't know if there could be a more meaningful win to the Bears franchise than in Lambeau on the Packers home opener on Sunday night football. Yeah, if the Bears win this football game and go 2-0 and and Justin... That is a franchise-altering win. I feel like all of a sudden now, you can't can't hate on the Bears anymore. It's, hey, we beat the Packers. But I think immediately what people will say is that the Packers are just not good. Okay, fine. But it's still a mental hurdle. Like, there is so much to this in sports... Like, when Aaron Rodgers yelled in Soldier Field, I own you. Like, that might have been the lowest point for the Bears franchise. Yeah, well, and that's something, if I'm Eberflus, I am... Oh, you're leading that every day. I'm putting that in the locker room. I am putting that... You want to listen to that, pump that in my veins... Because there's nothing more than I want when Justin Fields runs into the end zone. I don't want him to tell Green Bay he owns them. But I want I just want the 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 finger to the mouth. That's what I want. And, and you know what? <laughs> Legitimately, as a Packer fan, I think this game is a toss-up. A hundred percent. I said that. On, on the way here, I um, think it either this game could go either way. And, and that's the first time I've legitimately felt that way. I 2018 when Rodgers got hurt and the Bears were good. Okay, that a little bit different there. But when both teams are, okay, we're missing Alan Lazard. But I'm sure, you know, the Bears can say, well, we're missing. It, it's about as full go as these teams can be. And I for the first time in about seven or eight years... I feel like it is a complete toss-up. Much like Shakira, our picks don't lie. Uh, Christian, you and I tied last week. A tie. It's a fitting theme uh, for the week that was in the NFL. Um, But like we said earlier, the return of the guest picker. Uh, Fitting for rivalry. Rivalry week feel like rivalry. Learn how to talk for the love. Um, we're bringing Brett back. I Brett Betcher definitely a fan favorite on the pod. Uh, some might say we're only doing this for the views, but Brett, I would tend to say that we just like you, buddy. Like that. That's all this is. Is we like having you on. 
Uh, how's the first month down in Westlaw going for you? Uh, I love it down here. It's been a good first month so far. Just had my uh, first exam yesterday, actually. Did you uh, fail? I did not fail. I did not fail. So, and neither did Chuck. So we're we're making it through <laughs> one, one one day at a time. Hey, the only thing Chuck failed at this week was his fantasy team. But um, <laughs> listen, so I I have to admit I have to admit something to you. Um, I committed a grave sin. And I attended an athletic event on uh, the campus of that team down south. Now, here's what I want to say. Anyone who comes at me with this heresy that Bloomington is a better college town than West Lafayette needs to politely never talk again. Uh, it, it, It can't compare to Ross Aid. The town of Bloomington was... I Listen, I had a great time. Went down with some friends. I had a great time. But from a uh, not-so-neutral third party, anyone who says Bloomington is better than West Lafayette is just out of their mind. At the end of the day, IU still sucks. This is true. This is true. <laughs> kind of like our picks. I, You know, our picks weren't great. But hey, new day, new life. Rolling Thursday night with one of the games of the week already. I mean, they're just like, hey, welcome to week two. Here's your football. And if, I, I feel like we kind of start the week great and end the week great yeah. this week. Yeah, here's great football. <laughs> and if you want to watch it, you have to be an Amazon Prime member. Which I am. It's not a problem. Uh, you know what else isn't a problem? Patrick Mahomes. Christian's an idiot. Give me the Chiefs. <laughs> no, I'm I'm rolling with the Chiefs as well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes shut me up, so I will gratefully take him this week. Uh, I like the Chargers in this game, um, but I think Patrick Mahomes and his home opener will be just too much for the Chargers to handle. Yeah, I'm on the Chiefs this week. Um, Arrowhead is just one of those places where it's hard to go into Arrowhead and win. And I think, although I am very high on the Chargers this year, I actually have them picked to win the Super Bowl. I think it's a little bit of a, it's not a favorite pick, but, you know, got to gotta live a little. And um, it, uh, real quick, we do want to apologize for the uh, technical difficulties. The college apartment Wi-Fi is kind of letting <laughs> Brett down a little bit today. Uh, so we're having to do this uh, phone-in style. So, so we do apologize. But, hey. <laughs> Good teams win, great teams cover, and we're covering all of our bases here uh, on the technological front. Uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 invade Cleveland. Have we all seen the new logo at midfield? Yeah, I do. Uh, Oh, I love it. The Elf? The Elf. I'm a huge fan of the Elf. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Woof, woof. Give me the Browns, not just to win, but what do great teams do, Christian? They cover. They cover. Cleveland, I hope your baseball team loses every game from here on out, but Cleveland over the Jets. Yeah, I'm taking Cleveland as well. Um, Big win uh, for them last week over the evil empire known as Baker Mayfield, so I'm taking Cleveland as well. Uh, I'm also going to go with Cleveland. I... Uh, I'm just 
there, you know, there's a few rules when it comes to picking games. Uh, rule number one, always pick against the Lions. And rule number two, always pick against the Jets. And you should be fine. Not so fast, my friend. Because the Dan Campbell Lions will take down the Washington Commanders on Sunday. You heard it here first. This is the... Jared Goff will throw... For over 300 yards. The last time the Lions were... DeAndre Swift will rush for at least two tutties. And softly in the background, you will hear the docile tones of Eminem slowly start to creep up. Give me the commanders. Buy it or the, the oh, lions. I was gonna say oh, the, the lions. <laughs> the lions. That was so good too. Yeah. And then I messed it up. Yeah. Give me the lions by at least ten. This is the first time the lions have been favored in a game since November twenty second of twenty twenty. They have gone twenty four consecutive games as underdogs. This is the first time they are betting favorites. And I'm taking the Commanders. I just do not think that the Lions are going to be able to win. I don't care if it's there's a game at home. I, I just think if there was a game the Lions were going to win last, it was last week against Philly. When the energy was high, it was the home opener. Everything was going for them. And then, I mean, they did make a comeback, but it really wasn't a game. And you know what? Carson Wentz, we dog on the guy, had a really good weekend last weekend. I think he continues that here. Give me the commanders. So a few things here. I do have to give the Lions credit, even though I would say I'm a noted Lions hater. I do have to give them credit that with the, they had a uh, backdoor cover last week against they the did. Eagles. So you got to give them that. But I'm st- I'm still on the commanders. They they surprised me last week going out there and, and getting the dubs. So you know what? Let's, let's right, go. Well, commanders. that's fine. You all can hate. But when Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions, I'm just going to come and dance on y'all's grapes. Uh, TB12 going into Jameis' house, possibly bringing the crab legs. I don't know. I heard Jameis gets a nice discount. Uh, <laughs> Tampa only getting three here. Uh, They're not getting Or laying three here yeah. is uh, I'm thinking this could be a double-digit Tampa Bay win. Give me the bucks. This is my upset pick of the week. I'm taking New Orleans over Tampa Bay. There is something about New Orleans that just lives in Tom Brady's head. He did not look sharp last weekend. I think that the New Orleans playing at home, big upset win. Give me New Orleans. You know, I don't I don't hate the upset pick. I think the the short line kind of scares me, but I'm still picking the Buccaneers, but the Saints showed that they can play offense when they feel like it. It's just not 100% of the time and the defense uh it's questionable at best. Panthers and Giants, I am going to head going to go ahead and take this game and Ship, Ship it, it to, to London. London. Uh, yeah. I just I like the Giants had the big win against Cindy's Titans. I I'm just, I'm not really thrilled by anything in this game. Uh, I think the Panthers need a bounce back win. I think Baker needs to calm those critics in Carolina. But I think 
Daybold's Giants start out 2-0. Wow. Um, actually, I would like to uh, say that the game I would have shipped to London is the Commanders and Detroit. I just feel like no one will. Like, if that game's on your Sunday ticket, you might want to skip it. Dan Campbell I know, and I the know, Detroit I know. Lions. Yeah, I they know. They are probably my second favorite team this year. Wow. Um, I'm rolling. What, Brett? Laugh at me one more time and see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to dunk your head in a triple X root beer. Yeah. And then, hey, you know that sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm going Baker. Uh, I'm going Carolina. I think um, of the two running backs, Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey has a big game this weekend. Give me Carolina. You know what? I'm I'm all over. Uh, the, I'm on the Brian Dable train. Give, give me the Giants. They really impressed me last week. I think the Titans are a solid team, and the Giants went out there and said, we don't care. Uh, this this next game, New England at Pittsburgh, if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have said, I'd probably New England quite easily. Uh, after watching last week, I mean, Pittsburgh's defense looked very good against Cincinnati. Uh, I believe Mika Fitzpatrick flipped off Joe Burrow, or like something. I saw a headline today. So, like, you got Pittsburgh playing with a little attitude. Uh, the Patriots. Woof. Give me the Steelers. Uh, I think Mitchell Trubisky gets the, the job done this week. I can't get off the Trubisky train I'm sure you just can. yet. Give me Pittsburgh. Uh, big win for them last weekend. I'm rolling with Trubisky Steelers. Yeah, I watched that Steelers uh, Bengals game. It's other than obviously Bears Packers. I think Pittsburgh Cincinnati is one of my favorite rivalries I've watched in my lifetime. One of my favorite non Bears games I have ever watched. It's that twenty, I believe it was a twenty fifteen game in the playoffs between those two teams. It, it's just good football. Was that They're, the game that Antonio Brown died? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that was when he got just, crazy. That was when the CTE really started to set in. <laughs> energy's just always high with those guys. And I don't know what the line is at this current point in time, but last I checked, the Steelers were home dogs. They are, by one way, point. So, I mean, you're, you're essentially pick them here. Yeah. Give, give me Pittsburgh. I just, you can't have Mike Tomlin as a home dog. Even if I'm not on the Trubisky train, I, that's a whole nother thing, but... He's good enough. If anybody's going to get anything out of him, it's going to be Mike Tomlin. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, The Jaguars are terrible. (laughs) Give me the Colts. Not so fast, Joshua. I don't pick a team that ties. Hold on. Crystal? I'm sorry, Crystal. Okay. But I don't pick a team that ties. Jacksonville playing at home. Indy going to the heat of Jacksonville. Uh-oh, Matt Ryan, you can't get Maddie Ice in your veins if it's melting and you tie. Give me Trevor Lawrence's key cats. Uh, Colts. You really picked the Jets? Yeah, I am. I don't pick a team that ties. Win. Win the game. Don't tie. Win the game. Okay, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough, dude. Uh, Miami and Baltimore. I again, like, how much do we trust Tua and the Fins? 
I think this is the, actually one of the sneakiest best games of the week. I think it's a real sneaky game. This is one of those where, like, you know, you got Sunday ticket, you got red zone going, the witching hour as Scott Hansen calls, and once you get down. 3 o'clock. You might start to see this game creeping, getting a little more coverage. Uh, I am going to take Lamar and the Ravens at home. I think if this is played in Miami, it might be a different story. But I do like Lamar and the boys to get the job done at home. Yeah, I like Lamar as well. Um, I think a home game here for Baltimore is the reason they're going to win this football game. Um, But... The amount that people were saying that Miami had no chance in New Eng- you know, against New England week one, <laughs> Josh Russell. Yeah. Um, I I just really like this Miami but again, Dolphins football team. You can't call team. anyone out for bad takes. You said that Patrick Mahomes was like washed yeah, up. I, so I mean. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I didn't say he was washed up. I thought he was going to have a bad year. But clearly, I don't know. It's one game, guys. Let's not overreact. Um, but I'm going Baltimore. Uh, I think Lamar has a big game. I think uh, one of the um, fantasy football guys of the week this week, one of the plays of the week is Mark Andrews. I know everyone's going to play him, but Miami gives up one of the most points to tight ends defensively in the NFL. Mark Andrews is going to have a game against Miami. I love that you're coming with the stats, Christian. This this is great. Yeah, you know. And you know whose team uh, Mark Andrews is on, right? And let me guess, yours. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's on mine. Oh, I oh. could be mistaken. I would I like to retract that previous statement. I will say that he's going to have an awful game and Brett's going to lose by <laughs> a, a billion in fantasy. Uh, see, the problem with last week in Miami and New England and Miami just blowing New England out of the water is, I don't know if you guys remember back to the Thanksgiving episode, but we had... Charles Fans going on about the Dolphins in the playoffs. <laughs> he was go- he was starting with it this uh, past weekend. He was starting saying the Dolphins are going to win the division and that they're going to go on. And so we need to pump the brakes a little bit. And Lamar and the Ravens. Lamar facing his future team, the Miami Dolphins. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, uh, Atlanta and the Rams. Uh, the Rams. Yeah, I'm ramming it. I'm ramming the Rams for sure. Uh, All right, I, Brett, just pick, please. Rams, this man's Rams, case. Thank you. Uh, Seattle and the 0-1 San Francisco 49ers. Boom, baby. Um, San Francisco getting eight and a half or laying eight and a half. Uh, that's the, I mean, I think Gino and Seattle can give these guys a run. I mean, a huge win for Seattle on Monday night. Um, I, I like San Francisco to win, but I like Seattle to cover. Yeah. Um, I like San Francisco to win and I like San Francisco to cover. Hello. I think that they're going to recover quite well from that loss. Um, I'm not sure the status of George Kittle. Um, I don't know what the weather's going to be like in San Francisco, <laughs> but I'm going to presume it'll be better than last Sunday. Well, wasn't it at San Francisco last year that... Oh, the Colts and... The, the Colts and 49 Yeah, I was in Vegas for that yeah. game. I remember watching it at the sports book in Vegas and just the amount of rain in that game. And it's like, you would think San Francisco would be used to that, but clearly not. Um, I'm going San Francisco. 
give me San Francisco, but I'm with Josh. I think Seattle probably covers if it was, what, eight points, you said, eight and a half points? Yep. Uh, Geno Smith, he earned my respect uh, on Monday night. They they beat the Broncos, revamped Broncos, and, you know, what an give, aw- give me 49ers, but don't sleep on the Seahawks. Who they? Who they? Who they think will beat the Bengals? Who they? Uh, I'll tell you who ain't going to beat the Bengals. The Cooper Rush-led 49ers. 40, yeah, the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> it's late. It's been a long – give me the Bengals. Yeah, I'm taking the Bengals too. Dallas, in Jerry World, going to, what, score three points again probably? Maybe, if they're lucky. So They uh, might get shut out. They honestly might get shut out this week. Yeah, give me Cincinnati. Uh, to answer your question, uh, Chris Boswell is day. Um, but the Bengals are going to win this one. I don't really see the Cowboys doing They couldn't do anything against the Buccaneers with Dak. They're not going to do anything against the Bengals without Dak. And I think it'll be a good uh, get-right spot for the Bengals after a brutal loss last week. Uh, Houston and Denver. Christian, I will agree here. I'm not going to pick a team that ties. Uh, give me Denver. Yeah, this is the get-right game for Denver. There's no doubt. I think Russell Wilson has himself an absolute day at home. Uh, I, th- I think emotions were high for Russell back in Seattle, and the Boo Birds came out. To me, that drives me insane, the fact that you boo a guy yes. that won you a Super Bowl, that got you to another one, and that literally turned your franchise around. It just makes me sick. Seattle fans, you're just disgusting if you booed Russell Wilson. He's one of the nicest guys in football. How can you not like Russell Wilson, whether he left your team or not? So, this is a get-right game for Denver. They're laying 10 on this one. I honestly think they cover this. So, give me Denver. Yeah, give me Denver, too. As much as I would love to pick uh, with Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans, I just there's not much there. I think Davis Mills is a little bit underrated, to be honest with you. But uh, Russell Wilson is a stud, so doesn't really matter. Even if their head coach is kind of an idiot. The Cardinals are going on the road to play the Raiders, and the Raiders are going to win the football. Where game. do the Raiders reside, Josh? Las Vegas. He's done it. He has absolutely done it. Normally, we get an Oakland every once in a while. Shout out to uh, Mr. Rollin Phil. I'm sorry that I said Oakland. Please don't point out all the other mistakes that I've made and embarrass me in the hallway. Thank you. I am... I'm going... See, now, this is a game, Josh, that I've talked myself out of that I want to pick... Well, I think it's so easy to overreact to Arizona in week one. Right. Forgetting that they are a good football team, but that Raider defense, man, like. Yeah, and at the end of the day, Devontae Adams is going to Devontae Adams, and Arizona doesn't have, you know, Hopkins yet, so. You just said that uh, that Devontae going to Devontae just to, like. Yeah, it's got to dig a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm going with the Raiders. You know, if you would have asked me last week before the games played who would who was going to win this game, I would have told you the Cardinals. But they looked terrible last week. Like it, 
it, it was hard to watch him at times. So, so much so that CBS home in Vegas. So much so that CBS took them off the air during the game. Like that they did. They, they took did. that game off the air, which I was like, wow. Alright, buddy. As Rafiki says at the beginning of the Lion King, it is time. I think. Do you want to? Who's going first? Do we, Brett. Brett, go. Yeah, we'll have Brett go first. Packers, right. Bears. Well, you know it. Last week, which I should mention, the uh, forgotten Pick'em League. Uh, I was first place, and I'm in. Oh, the, the Pick'em League that Christian forgot to join. <laughs> that Christian forgot to join. Jeez, come on, Christian. I know. I've. Listen, the, you can get on it for week two. You can get on it for week two. I'll get on you can it. Get on for week two. Yeah, I'll You're be better. on it. But I, I cannot believe the I fact that I just hey, completely Brett, blanked that one. Kindly shut up and make a pick. Thank you. Well, um, the difference maker last week for me, as the only person who picked the Bears, was that Bears 49ers game because I am a believer. And I would rather be, I say this all the time to Charlie. I would rather be the guy who loses picking his favorite team than being than losing picking the favorite uh, in an upset by my favorite team. I'm sticking with the Bears. It's the Bears. It's the Bears. I want you. No, I want you to go. No, first. you have to go first. No, I want you to go first. All right, let's air picks together on three. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yes. No. No. no put I'll, our picks out there. No, on because three. I have something I'm going to say when you say your pick. So go ahead. You go first. Okay. So here's it's easy to overreact after week one. I've already said multiple times that I think the talent is about as evenly stacked. Like, do I think Justin Fields is as good of quarterback right now as Aaron Rodgers? No, I do not. But I think you even out at almost every other position. This right now is a 10-point spread. The Packers are laying 10. That is insane. Insane. Like that number should be half. If not quartered. I honestly truly believe. I truly believe. That Sunday night starts... The transfer, a prevalence in the NFC North. And you have a the first marquee career win for Justin Fields. Mm. And the Bears take down the Packers on Sunday. Okay, so I'm just going to say what I was going to say. On the way to this place, I was on the phone with my dear mother. And I said, Mom, I will bet you $100 right now that Josh picks the Bears this week. How much you want to bet? And she's like, no, he won't. He won't pick the Bears. And I'm like, yes, he will. Because this is a win-win for him. He picks the Bears. Then he can sit here next week and go, I told you, I told you I was right. I told you the Bears were going to beat the Packers. And then there's nothing I can say. And I can't enjoy my victory because Josh told me that the Bears No, you can still the enjoy no. the victory. Because Malarkey. Malarkey. Hey, this in is our lifetime, you malarkey. guys have only won like 10 times. Listen. 
This is malarkey. Pick the Packers so I can have my moment. No, because I don't think the Packers are going to win the football Get game. Get on the train, people. The Bears are back. They're in it, baby. Get on the field's train. Choo-choo. We're chugging down the red line. We're chugging down the red line. Get on the train, people. You would actually need to chug up. The red line. Uh, whatever. Get on the train, people. I am so sick and tired of the Bears won the game because of the elements. No, the Bears won the game because Justin Fields is our quarterback. We have a head coach that isn't stupid. We have an offensive coordinator that makes us say green 19. That automatically makes us good, evidently. So, welcome to the new reign of Chicago Bears football. We're back. We're going to Lambeau. We're going to turn this ship around and we're going to show those stupid cheesehead wearing lactose intolerant sons of you know what that we are back. Aaron Rodgers, get yourself some insurance because you that was the greatest. I don't know if you saw the Barstool Sports interview with uh, Caleb, whatever his name is. Oh, wait, are you retiring the yeah. belt? Yeah. And he's well. He said, uh, "So, what is what is it like to have insurance? Is it like having you know a first round backup quarterback drafted?" <laughs> and, and I was like, "He goes, yeah, kind of like that." So, give me See, the Bears. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Like, again, and people get on me all the time, and like, okay, I don't like this game. Whatever. Like, I just. I don't think that the Packers are gonna be that good anymore. Like I don't like there too many holes. I I don't think that the Packers. This will is win the stupid. Game. This is so stupid that all I, of us are picking I, the Bears. If I could, for I'm, a second, I'm pretty sure the last time I came on here and we picked a Bears Packers game, I'm pretty sure Josh picked the Bears that time too, I'm, or at least he, did something similar to what he just did. He always does, Brett. So, he I'm, always I'm with does. Christian on that one. Yeah, ride with your team, die with your team. I did. I made the bet that if the Bears win the game, I have to hold whatever monsters of the midway flag and sing Bear Down Chicago Bears. Do you think that that's not more embarrassing to me than getting a pick wrong? I get picks wrong all the time. I missed six of them last week. Like, I have to sing, like, the worst touchdown song known to man. No, it's, if the Packers it's lose, bang on your drums all day. Okay, well, bang the drums like it's fine, but that's way more valuable. Which Brett, you didn't know about that. Um, I we have a bet to refresh. If the Packers win, Christian has to wear a cheese head and let me record him saying "Go Pack Go," and I get to post it on Twitter. If the Bears win, I have to sing "Bear Down Chicago Bears." Oh, that's. That's high stakes right there. That's okay. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you got, oh, well, you'll pick the Packers, you coward. Like, I've already put way more out there than a stupid pick. Way more out there than a stupid pick. Y'all are clowns. Shut up. Moving on. Another <laughs> clown show. Send these Titans. Um, clown shows. Absolute clown shows. They can't block for Derrick Henry. And like we said all last year, Tandy's not a quarterback who's going to win you a game. They got to go to Buffalo. They're going to be smashing tables at like 7 o'clock in the morning on Monday. Like the Bills might beat the Titans by a billion. Yeah, it could be a billion. Give me the Bills. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Bills. Josh Allen's the best quarterback in football. Um, His mistakes last Thursday were 
simply because of his receivers not being able to catch the ball. And we really didn't touch on that game, but man, were the Buffalo Bills impressive in L.A. against the Rams. Super Bowl champs, more like Super Bowl chumps. Josh Allen is the is the best quarterback in the NFL. The Bills are going to be a team to be reckoned with, and they are going to smack the Titans. Yeah, I'm I'm with Christian on this one. Josh Allen is for real. He is that guy. He is the franchise quarterback, and he is probably the quarterback to beat for the foreseeable future. And Tennessee just didn't look good enough for me to feel like they can give Buffalo any challenge whatsoever. So give me the Bills. On the road to victory. Five Eagles fight. First touchdown. One, two, three. For the love, Philly. Please beat these. Skull clapping garbage cans that win one football game that does really matter and they think that they run the division. Give me Philly. Breaking news, Minnesota is for real. No, they're not. Um, I'm taking Minnesota in this game in Philly. I think it's a big game for Minnesota. I really think Philly looked good and then all of a sudden looked not so good in the second half. On paper, it, second best game of the weekend? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, third. I would say I say Casey and Chargers won. I would say uh, I would say Miami Baltimore two. Okay, and then this one. And then three. this I one get three. That. Fair um, enough. I think that one the, of the top games of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Which is so refreshing on Monday night football. Yeah, and it and you, we get two games on Correct. Monday night this week. You get Tennessee Buffalo and Minnesota and Philly. You have anything on Monday night? Uh, no. I don't have anything on Monday night. Hey. hey. So, I'm liking... I have an exam. <laughs> Nobody asked you, bro. <laughs> yeah, you like, live in Go get a Purvis burger, like whatever, dude. Yeah, he do- Don't we you get those? Our, uh, first flag football game. We're looking, still looking for our first win. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going Minnesota. I really, truly like Minnesota. You this truly year. believe? I truly believe Minnesota is for real. If they win this football game, Minnesota Vikings have to be considered one of the top teams in the NFC. Give me Minnesota. You know, I really believe and I really like the Philadelphia Eagles this year. And I, and I was saying that, not that anyone here would be able to know, but I was saying that I had the Eagles pick from the beginning to win the division before any of the Dak Prescott injury or anything like that. I'm really big on the Eagles this year. I'm actually big on Jalen Hurts. I didn't. I wasn't really, wasn't really a fan of him coming out of college. But you know what? I think the Eagles. They've got whatever it is to make it work. And I think that the Vikings are not for real. At least not uh, runaway NFC champions, NFC North champions, like everybody wants to crown them right now. I think Green Bay had their issues last year in the first game, and they came back. I think, and I think the Bears are underrated. I don't know if the, that. They won't make a run at the division, but the Vikings, let's pump the brakes a little bit on the Vikings. Give me the Eagles. And that moves us to our locks of the week. I said it again. 
that that Bears getting 10, like, that is an unbelievable number. Lock it in. Bears, my lock of the week. Yeah, just, you, you're just so trying, Josh. You're so <laughs> trying to just absolutely turn this tide. I'm not. Like, here's the thing. I, if the Packers come on and win, I'll be like, all right, I was wrong. Like, I, I was wrong. No problem. I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to be like, I like it what you lost. No, because I'm not that guy. Like, beating the Bears is no fun for us anymore. Like, we don't. It's, okay, it's another win. Like, but again, I think you're starting to see the franchise turn for the Bears. Uh, my lock of the week was going to be the Bears. I was going to double down. But I'm not getting on that train. Um, I'm saying Kansas City. At home, minus three and a half. I really, I'm with Brett, and I said this on our first show, that I love the Chargers this year. I really think that they are a team to beat in the AFC, and I think they're going to contend for that AFC crown. I see a world where we could see the Chargers and the Bills in the AFC championship game. I've said that before. But the problem is for LA is you have to get home field. Because if you have to go to Arrowhead, if you have to go to Buffalo, that's going to be a problem. If you can somehow find a way to be in a world where you get to host a game at home, then you're going to be able to contend. This game's played in Kansas City. It's Kansas City's home opener. Mahomes just threw the ball over the yard in Arizona. I, 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 just, I think Kansas City wins this game by touchdown plus. Do the Chargers even have home games at this point? I mean, that, that was the, wild. That is very true. That was wild on Sunday. Yeah, I so I was uh, I wasn't informed that I was going to be on the pod today until just a few hours ago, which has given me very limited preparation time because I was uh, at recruiting presentations for internships this evening. So I'm kind of making this up as I go. Okay, we now, all know I'm, you were standing in line at Canes, okay? Like, we get it. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. Um, but looking at the spreads, because this the locks of the week is spreads, correct? Yes. All right. So looking at this, there's two that really catch my eye. I really like the Steelers at home, plus two and a half they are on FanDuel right now. But, but my lock of the week is the Washington Commanders plus one and a half. I will never pick the Lions. I don't care what you say or what Dan Campbell says. I don't care what Hard Knock says. Wow. Give me the Commanders. I like it's a it. lock. And see, that's I why... I like Carson Wentz. <laughs> that's why we bring you on, baby. That's why we bring you on. Well, Brett, it is late down there. We're looking at almost 11 o'clock your time, buddy. So we appreciate you hopping on with us. Uh, To all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you, and we look forward to talking.